The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative Word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see that we're going live here. Yes, they are censoring the numbers because there's a lot more in our chat than what we're seeing on this one particular video platform. But uh, click on the second video down. You'll see it going live. Blow it up there on your device, whatever it is, television, computer, handheld device, and uh, join us there. And then click on the icon of the platform Join us in the chat. Love to have you there, like-minded friends, and I'm sure you'll get some encouragement from that as well. Right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you'd like to watch that, 
you can still do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And uh, after that, he'll be live in this little section here, the second, the video right above where we're streaming live. Just above that is where you can subscribe to a newsletter. Again, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it. Uh, you get one email from us a day, including the Morning Show Archive. That'll be with all the links that we'll talk about, the videos and the articles, as well as uh, the thing I'm going to mention here in just a moment that we're having on special to this week in the store. And if you'd like to help us out, we never ask you for money, but we do let you know we have needs because it costs money to do all the stuff that we do, whether it is Internet or radio or traveling around the 50 states and presenting our constitutional Christian heritage to the people. Uh, it costs money. So if you're able to help and you want to help, there's a donate button. You can make a one-time donation. Also, at the top of the page, you can become a monthly partner with us, a son or daughter of Liberty, and uh, that's available as well. And then our store is also set up, and this week we're highlighting Bradley's The Prayer That Rocked the Capitol. Again, this is from 2011, but it's still very relevant because this is how the Mockingbird media, the corporate-owned media, works is Bradley's invited to give a prayer at the Minnesota State House. He gives a prayer. It's very simple. And there really shouldn't have been any issue, but even one of the alleged preachers who were there saying, you can't use the J word in here. He's talking about Jesus. Um, it's like, man, what a bunch of hirelings and cowards who won't mention the name of Jesus in the very hall that upholds that's supposed to be upholding God's law. That's that's what they're supposed to be doing. So anyway, the the uh, mainstream media, the mockingbird corporate owned media, get a hold of this prayer and just give Bradley down the road. And the reason they were is because Bradley was going in the belly of the beast into the public indoctrination centers we call public schools and telling the kids the truth about our constitution and Christian heritage. And uh, as a result of that, you'll have to see all of what takes place there. We're giving 10% off this week only through Saturday at midnight. If you want to get this DVD, 10% off when you use the promo code ROCK, R-O-C-K, in our uh, store in the checkout there, you'll get 10% off. So if you've been wanting to pick up this DVD, see what it was all about, now is your chance to do it. Do it before Saturday midnight. And uh, uh, you won't regret getting that. You really won't. Now, <clears throat> I told you yesterday that we were planning on having Terry Strada, but we were waiting to hear from her attorney on because of where they're going with the 9-11 Transparency Act. So her attorney advised her, you know, keep focus on this. Don't get sidetracked off on the other. So maybe in the future we'll have Terry come on and tell the story of what they're going for in the transparency of Saudi involvement in 9-11. So... You know, things are the way they are, and you know she's pushing forward on that. Of course, she lost her husband in 9-11 in, in one of the buildings there. And so uh, I said, no problem, no, no worries. But in God's providence, this is the interesting thing. In God's providence, when I had talked with Thanos on Monday, he said, hey, would you like to have Nick Patterson on? I said, well, the name sounds familiar. I don't remember who it is. Some of you may remember, um, I believe it was last year, and I'll let Nick correct me if I'm wrong, but... He was, he's a former MMA uh, fighter, and he trains fighters at his gym. And he was confronted by the COVID police down under, uh, the little tin hat tyrants down there. And he went out as calm as could be, gave them what the law was, <laughs> and, and they didn't know what to do with themselves. They had never had somebody confront them with the law, I guess. I, I guess that's what's going on. And he has been a stand-up guy to to do that over and over. Um, 
many times. In fact, uh, he sent me a video. We'll play some of that while we're talking here, a little bit of a recent encounter that he had uh, and was actually put in jail, I think, for 29 days. I'll let him tell that story. But Nick, is a he's a follower of Jesus. He's a father of four and a husband. He was a professional mixed marts mixed marts arts fighter for 10 years. He owns and runs an MMA gym that he uses as a ministry tool to help people come to know God. Uh, his website is australianpeacemakers.com. He's got a YouTube channel as well, John 8, and uh, it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Nick Patterson. Good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good, mate. Good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, you're 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 uh, you're honoring us by being on, and we appreciate you taking time out of a busy day. I'm sure it's probably getting in the evening there for you. But uh, you know, when Thanos said, "Hey, you want to bring him on?" and I and he told me who you were, I said, "Oh, I did an article on the guy," and uh, we of course posted the the video, and I think the video pretty much went went viral when you put it out, and. Uh, you, you've obviously done some work since then, but Fano said, yeah, and he's a preacher too. And I said, well, he'll fit right in here at the Sons of Liberty. So Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into some of the things that's going on down there in Australia. Well, what do you, what do you want to know? <laughs> well, give it, I, I, let's, let's start here. How did you get into the, how did you become an MMA fighter? Well, it was a way out of uh, the mundane and I, I knew I was, I had, thoughts of fighting in front of people my whole life as a child all the way through. And I never thought I'd do it for a job as a career. And I did, I ended up getting the opportunities to do that and starting my own gym. Uh, and I've, I've, you know, I've been doing that for years. Um, I met my wife doing that. I met my wife at church, but it was because she was involved in martial arts as well. And that's what, you know, she knew people in the martial arts arena. And so did, you know, obviously so did I. So, so that worked out really well, and um, and that's how I got into fighting. And it was a way to do something that was different and exciting. I know I didn't want to just work a job um, where, you know, I was I was basically being. I didn't want to be used by by the state or um, by. A, I never wanted to work for a big corporation or a big company. I was never interested in that. Um, you know, and, and some people do really well that I, I just it, it never resonated with me so you know, I ended up fighting and I, I originally was only going to have you know just a, a small amount of fights and then I ended up really enjoying the competition not that I liked hit, hurting people but I liked competing uh, and you know that that built me up to have a lot of confidence that um, I wouldn't have otherwise you know you one of the things with fighting and, and it is a quite a spiritual thing um, that's why you see a lot of the top fighters they have a lot of faith or a belief in God because you have to learn how to overcome fear. Um, you've got to learn how to, you know, have faith and belief that in what you are. You've got to believe that you can um, achieve things and you can succeed. Uh, and and you get tested with that when you go into the cage or into the into the ring to fight because you've got someone there, you know, that's, that's you know, he wants to knock your head off and you've got to, you've got to believe if you don't believe, because like I was saying to you earlier, you know, the thought precedes the action or, you know, like it says in the Proverbs, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you, if you don't believe you can, you can fight or you, you have fear because fear, um, fear will, will generally come from doubt. If you don't believe that you can achieve something, you start to doubt yourself and the doubt will bring the fear. So that was a stepping stone to, to building me up as a man. And then obviously from there, I, um, I got inspired to learn about the law and I, I, 
I saw a, I actually saw a, like a video on straw man on the YouTube or something. And I think that just triggered something inside me. And then I started looking for as much information as I can, you know? So it was like, I was, I was hungering after, after just the truth. I wanted to know if this is, this is really how things are. Then I found a group called the, the um, um, community law research group where they teach the constitution. And it came, it was quite, it was quite interesting because I just had my second second baby and I was walking through a shopping centre and there was a man, he looked like he was homeless and he looked, he was someone that most people would not have spoken to. And he, he started talking to me and I'll, I'll talk to anybody. And I, I walked up to him, had a, had a chat with him and he started talking about the straw man. And, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I said, I've just started learning about this. And he gave me a card for this constitutional group. And, and, and I went, oh, okay, well, that's really interesting. Um, and we had this really long conversation. And then from there I started learning the constitution. I got connected with all these different people that were um, able to, sh- you know, they just were able to give me, fill in the gaps that I didn't, I didn't know myself. And like it says, you know, seek and you shall find. Okay, ask it shall be given. So if I'm asking for, for help, you know, or I'm even if I've got a will inside to learn, and I've got a desire to learn and I'm seeking it, it always, every time it always comes, right? So I was given opportunities to, to get into some circles over here in Australia with, of people that had just amazing minds for the law and they were able to, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not this amazing law guy at all, I, I, but I've learned from some very intelligent people and that's been the blessing and I think that's God's providence. He, he gives you what you need. And then I later on, I was able to use some of that information, like like a like a weapon. It was a conflict, and I had people, um, you know, obviously call the police on me for running my gym when we had the we had the lockdowns. So the the, the police came, you know, and I I basically quoted to them some case law, um, and they ended up leaving. Then they came two days later with twenty two police and a member of like the the health department, and I had a a longer interaction with them, they ended up leaving as well. Then I had an interaction. Then I had actually, no, then I had um, 18 police cars, a police truck and the mainstream media turn up to my gym and they, I, I wasn't even there on that particular day. And the, um, um, we were filming it from streaming it from my cameras, from my gym. Then we had, um, all these articles from the newspapers come out um, and we're on seven news as well saying that the police had shut down my gym. So obviously I had to do a rebuttal on as many um, alternate channels that I could to prove that that was just a lie. We weren't even there that day. We weren't there and they, and they turned up, you know, with a, almost the whole army to shut us down, but we weren't there. And to save face, they've they've made it look like they did shut my gym down by using the mainstream media and the um, you know the newspapers as a tool to continue to propagate that that narrative that wasn't true. Then you know I um and more recently I had uh, an interaction with the police um at a, at another protest and we were able to um. Hey mate, I'm on the I'm on the out out. Come on, close the door. Sorry, it's my my youngest boy. That's all right. Bring him on. Oh. Bring him on. <laughs> yeah. And then 
then, um, you know, we had an interaction with the police at another protest. Um, I was able to hold my ground with the police and I just quoted case law. And then they, they held me there for quite a while. Then they ended up letting us go. Um, and because I think because we made them look, we made them look stupid or made them look ridiculous. Um, you know, it was about, about 100, and 100, maybe 150 police around maybe 10 of us. And, and it was just, it was so ridiculous uh, that a lot of people that saw the video of what happened have had the spell broken over their minds because they've seen, um, yeah, that was the second interaction I had with the police. And then we, as we, we were told to, to leave, we're given a direction by the police to, to, to leave the area. And as we were leaving the area, the, um, this other group of police called the Public Order Response Team, who are like basically they're a Gestapo, they're a specialist, specialised police force that are used by the government to just do, just to be thugs. They chased us down and they just started belting up one of my mates. And we ended up having a, a basically a punch up with the with these police officers. Was was provoked. We we were trying to go home, and they f- chased us down. They ran across the road and they started throwing punches at at us. And then they w- what they do uh, and what they've been doing recently is they will assault people. That they'll target people. They'll assault them, and then they will charge them with as many charges as they can think of. So I was charged with twenty three or twenty four charges. Um, I didn't commit any of the any of these offences, and I've shared the video with the footage. So the footage is available, and people can see it. Um, but they were able to use the system to lock me up for twenty nine days without bail, and um, separate me from my family. And then when I did get out, I was put on really really strict bail conditions, in which I wasn't able to say the law. I wasn't able to say the government. I wasn't able to say Victoria Police. I wasn't able to say um, COVID. I wasn't, I wasn't able to do anything. I was completely restricted. And they put a $50,000 surety on me to make sure that I don't speak on social media and speak publicly. And since that, we've actually had that the conditions amended, so they're not so bad now. So, Nick, let, let me let me ask a question here. I, I'm just kind of going through some of these videos. Again, this is the second one that I was showing people. Uh, people are probably more familiar, at least over in the States, from the first one. That was the one that really you know caught everybody's attention. Uh, you're a strong guy. You obviously have gotten in cages with people, overcoming that fear. But <clears throat> it, it's like you're going out, you're harnessing all of the strength and the knowledge and the abilities that that god has given you you're harnessing that and you're speaking calmly to these guys i didn't play the the audio because i wanted people to hear what you're saying but uh and we'll have these up on sons if people haven't seen them you can watch them all the way through but you're doing that and you're you're evidencing you know what we talk about when we talk about meekness um you're you're being very restrained but your your appeal is always to the law and for them to tell you, and we've seen this time and time again, I don't know where, and we've seen it in the states, we've got you know, a First Amendment that says Congress shall make no law, and part of that is against freedom of speech. So if they can't make a law against freedom of speech, then a judge has, and a, and a cop has no authority to tell you, you can't say this or that. I, I just, I don't see where they get any authority for that. They have a gag orders and stuff like this. I don't see any authority for any of that. And yet you're told the same thing. You're, you're saying basically you can't defend yourself. You can't go out on social media. You can't talk about these things. I think Thanos had something very similar to that. The first time we talked to him, they were saying you can't go on social media. You can't be posting about this or any of that. And I'm just sitting here going, who do these people think they are? And 
do you get any of these guys when you confront them that actually get what you're saying and are willing to say, you know what, I'm not going to touch this because this guy's right. I shouldn't be doing this and neither should my friends. I mean, do you get any of those coppers who do that? Sometimes like that interaction at the Flagstaff Gardens, the one that that video that I um, sent you um, via email in that interaction, the first, um, the first group of police where there was about a hundred, maybe 150 police officers there. They, they weren't confident when I was quoting, I was quoting case law, you know, I was saying, you know, DPP versus Hamilton. I'm under no obligation to speak to the police unless I'm already under arrest. And they say, well, we believe you've committed an offense. And I'd say to them, well, you know, I'd say things like, well, George versus rocket from the high court of Australia. Um, you know, when a statute prescribes, it must be reasonable grounds for a state of mind, including suspicion and belief. You said belief, it requires the existence of facts, which is sufficient to induce that state of mind in a reasonable person. So I'd say to them, so where are the facts to, to verify or establish your belief that I've committed an offence. And they couldn't tell me. I said, well, if you don't have any facts, you don't have any belief at law, and I'm not under, I'm under an obligation to speak to you because the Supreme Court of Victoria has said I don't have to speak to you unless I'm already under arrest. And the High Court of Australia says you, your belief is not, um, has no merit to it if you don't have a, um, any facts. And, and that's... That was my interaction with them, you know, but it went on for over and over and over. And eventually you could tell that the police officer was not confident and he was, and then, so then he tag teamed his, um, the inspector, the inspector comes in and then the inspector, uh, you know, ends up um, having a chat with us. And he says, look, we're going to give you the opportunity to, to leave in the next five or 10 minutes. Otherwise you'll be arrested. So we left. And actually when we left, that's when we were assaulted. But the idea behind this is, you know, like, like Jesus says, let your light so shine before men and glorify your father in heaven. Amen. That we're trying to do. We don't want to let the light, which the light is obviously synonymous with truth. We don't want to put the light under a bushel. We want to let it shine so people can see it. And the times are really dark now. A lot of people are in fear. So they're spiritually in the valleys. They don't know how to get out. They're scared. They don't have courage um, because the courage has been, a lot of it's been stolen from them because they've been filled with psychological torment through the mainstream media and and what they're actually seeing on on the, um, even on the alternate media. So obviously this interaction was an opportunity to show people to, to let your light so shine, you know, do the right, you know, and just, and, and be courageous, you know, we've, and what was great about it is we had, I would say over a hundred police officers there um, around us and we were only in a very small number, but we were able to stand up to them and not fear. Why, why fear, right? Fear doesn't help anything. Okay. What they're going to do, they're going to do. So there's no point in having fear and not even letting it in, into your mind. Right. So, you know, put on the, the, the helmet of salvation, don't let it in. And, I think because of what happens here, that's why the police chased us down and became violent with us and actually started to build into There's about 20 police officers and they started building up six of us and spraying us with pepper spray and, and um, belting us with batons. So, and that would cause the fear. Let me, okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt like what you're doing there, fine. but let, let me ask a question here. It seems to me you're very calm here. You're not shaking. Um, this is the, I think this is the thing you're talking about, about not being fearful. And you say later on, they come and chase you down. This is almost like, uh, the situation that we read about in the new Testament. I mean, Jesus is constantly addressing their questions. He's addressing their open sin, all of this with the Pharisees. And then they can't, they won't repent. They won't do what's right. They won't turn from their sin. They just continue on in it, and because they won't turn from it, they become violent towards him. They seek how they can kill him. 
Uh, even the high priests were told he prophesied it's better for one man to die than for the whole nation, you know, to suffer. And so I think what you're saying is you're you're kind by being a follower of Christ, you're experiencing the same kinds of things. You bring the truth, you bring the law to bear, and those who are lawless are either they're going to repent or they're going to remain in their sin, which John says is transgression of the law. And you, you've you experienced that firsthand here. Am I missing something in that? Is that not a perfect parallel of, yep. of, of, the, of what's going on? It's a parallel because I'm speaking the truth. I'm expressing to them that I actually said to these these officers, it's a very interesting interaction. Um, you know, I recommend people watch it because it, it was a, a, a very inspiring interaction here where – you know, and, and a lot of people can look at it and go, oh, you know, you're, you're a bit you're a bit arrogant or you're a bit, people call me names, but I'm speaking to the best of my ability to be, and I'm, I'm doing my best to be confident in front of about, you know, 100. And, it, and there's actually more police turn up. They just keep turning up more and more and more. Um, so I'm doing my best to be confident. And, and I even say to these officers, I say, you know, the definition of a constable in the LexisNexis Legal Dictionary, which is the Australian Legal Dictionary, the most prominent one, says that a constable, and, and, and I actually quoted from their own, their own um, Victoria Police Act which um, from Parliament, which actually says, Section 51, um, the duties and powers of a, of, a, um, of a police officer are as a constable at common law. Um, and so they're all police constables. So what I what I did is I said, you know, the definition of a constable in the, in the LexisNexis Legal Dictionary, and I, I quoted it. I said, you know, a constable has independent authority over his or her office. A constable cannot be directed by the government or senior police as to who he or she should prosecute. And I quoted this to them, and I said, you're being directed by the government, and, and um, that's called acting under dictation. And acting under dictation um, is against another um, Queen's Bench case, R versus Commissioner of the Metropolis Ex Parte. Um, that's how you get a dictatorship, by being directed by the government, because it's called acting under dictation. That's when, a, um, like, the police have independent authority over their office, but then the government's tr- dictating to the police what they should and should not do and who they should prosecute and who they shouldn't prosecute, regardless of what the law is. Now, the police can claim, well, we didn't know that. We're just following orders. Okay, that's great. No worries. But that doesn't make it right. Okay. You, you have an – I mean, the – didn't work for the Nazis. That didn't work for the Nazis. But that's that's in the first chapter of John, you know. Um, it hits the light that lighteth every man that comes into the world. Okay. That right. light we all have is in our conscience, which is our conscience, is our is, – is um, is what confirms what's right or wrong. You know, and I think even Paul talks about it where he says, you know, when the Gentiles do that which is written in the law, um, when they haven't even received the law, they're, they're a law to themselves yes. showing that they're in their conscience, right? So, right? so the idea is that we've all, all of us have the light in us. So that's why we're accountable. If we didn't have the light in us, then we could claim ignorance and say, I didn't know, right? But we have the light in us. We, have, we feel guilt when we do the wrong thing, and we can either choose to, to respond to that um, equitably and fairly and honourably, or we can choose to not and just go, you know what, I'm just going to do my job. Um, and and, and I, I look at it like this. Jesus got angry. The only time he really got angry was when, and violent was when the money changers were in the temple. And truly, your temple is, is, is your mind. You know, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God's within you. You're the temple. Now, when you, when right. you, when you give away your, your decision-making for money, for your job, 
you, you uh, mate, you've got money changers in your temple. Yep. And it's hard to it's hard to not get angry. I mean, actually, a friend of mine said to me a while ago. He said, "I get so angry when I see the police, you know, doing what they're doing." And I said, "No, you shouldn't get angry." Then I thought about it. I thought, well, maybe that's well. Jesus got angry for for people having money changes in the temple, and technically, the temple is you, you know, your mind, that your thoughts, you know. And when we we know that we have an obligation to to think for ourselves because God gave us that gift. That's truly the only thing we're sovereign over is our decision making. Okay, that's the only thing that, you know, a man can hold a gun to your head and say, you have to do this, but you can still say, no, I'm not going to do it. That's you right. Know, they can do it, but you can still say no. So that, that so God set it up that way where actually no one can force your decision. They can coerce, but they can never force the decision. You always have that. Yeah, well, I think it was a Puritan preacher. I want to say it was Thomas Boston or somebody who, who took those kind of situations and and dealt with them. You know, if somebody's trying to rob you, if they if they have, I guess in those days, uh, a knife to you or whatever, are you to submit to this issue over money? Are you to confront them? Are you to stand your ground? And you're exactly right. You know that there's a lot of sadly. In, Christ, in quote unquote Christian America, there's a lot of people, you know, looking for a temple to be rebuilt in Israel and all this nonsense um, <clears throat> to happen and this, that, and the other, and sacrifices and all that. And they've forgotten what the writer of Hebrews says. Is he says, "Leave that stuff alone. That stuff is types and shadows, man. You got the real thing, baby. You got you got the Lord Jesus. He's the one prophesied. He's the one pictured in all of this stuff in the Old Testament. Hold on to him." And I, you know, you and I were talking before of how you interact with people in your gym. You interact with them very similar to to the the police. Obviously, I, I, I'm assuming you're not just coming at them with the law, but you build a relationship with those people and you give them the concepts. This is this is kind of. And when you said it, I said yes. This is kind of how I do things. You give them the concepts that the Bible has given us, and then as they begin to understand some of the things that you're sharing with them, then you open up and you say, well, the Bible says talks about that. It, it speaks about these things here. And that's why I like to take in, on the show here stories like yours, give the story, and then come around full circle where you've got people who may be biblically illiterate. There may be people who are not believers. And you're, you're trying to help them see, okay, you agree that this is wrong and these things are going on, blah, blah, blah. Well, the Bible speaks about that because everybody says the Bible's outdated. It's ancient. No, it's not. It's very relevant we just have to draw the application out of whatever happened in the past. We draw that application out and apply it to ourselves, apply it to others, and help them along. Now, with when this interaction, and I'm, I'm going to go back to playing some of this here, uh, this interaction that you had with the police, and it's just incredible to me. How many of you guys are out here? Let me ask that first. How many guys are, are with you on this on this little uh, road walk that you're doing here? Uh, probably about 10. Okay, and they have all these cops out here for you guys? Do they think that you're going to throw down and do some MMA moves on them and stuff? I mean, this is abs- this is just like the devil to bring out the intimidation to get you to bow the knee, to, to, to get you to stand down. And I wonder how many of these cops are actually, they're actually, they're actually scared about what may take place if people actually respond to them the way they think they, they would respond to them. But you guys are 10 guys, and you've got a ton of they, – they just call the cops in. This is very similar to what I see sometimes in England, <clears throat> except now England's being overrun with the people who have just had enough, and they're not going to back down. They come out weekly, um, 
and the cops are not doing what they were doing, say, last year in September at this time, when they were attacking the people, it's just incredible. Well, I wanted to share a Bible verse with you sure. from, um, from uh, Psalms 51. And there's a few verses here that, that need to be put in context. Verse 16, For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. And so talking about that temple that people are looking for, when really the temple is you, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. Amen. The sacrifices of God are the ones that are within because he's, because the spirit's within the kingdom of God's within. It's not of this world. And you know, he's God is a spirit. Okay. Then he says, do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion and build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Now, he's not talking about this place called Jerusalem. He's talking about the idea. It's talking about within. That's the context. He wants us a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. And then he's asking God to build it back up. And he says, and build the walls of Jerusalem, which means the city of peace. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness and with burnt offerings and with whole burnt offerings. So then he's saying, so once you, your, your mind is, is right and you, you've calmed the storm, okay, and you have a sound mind and you're, and you're in the kingdom of God, which is within, you're in that state, then he'll accept those, um, those offerings. And the idea is, you know, you've got to meet, you know, if we thought of a physical state, if God's in, in, the, in the state of, so, so what state are you in? You're in South Carolina, yeah? Is that right? That's correct. Yep. So if, 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 if we're talking about a state, you were going to meet somebody and they're in the state of, um, say, Idaho, you would, you would have to go to Idaho to meet them, to give them a gift, right? But this is a state of mind. You've got to be in the right state of mind to meet God, to give him those gifts, those sacrifices. And the state of mind is where it's at. That's where you're. And this is the problem with obviously police officers like this that have been indoctrinated into believing that everything is physical. They're not looking at anything spiritual. And I, and I believe that the, obviously faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence not seen. Substance means understanding. It means sub, under, and stand, standing. So it's the understanding of things that are hoped for, but evidence not seen. And what are the things that are not seen? The unseen things are the spiritual things. So those people that, that are not spiritual, they're not aware of their, their, their spiritual being, they don't see any of the spiritual things. They don't see the honour, the integrity, the love the compassion. They only see the flesh, the physical things. And there's a lot of men and women that are becoming more and more like that, like a beast, like an animal. But many people that might not even believe in God consciously, but subconsciously they still do that which God would want them to do. They they do things that ha- and they have integrity and they, they, you know, like, and I'll give you an example. A man stands up for his rights, okay, and, he, and he's, he's standing up for what he believes in. And one man sees it and he says, what an idiot, what a fool. He should just do what he's told. Doesn't have any faith. He's not aware of the spiritual things and the spiritual meaning. And he doesn't yep. see any of that light. But other people that have that, that spiritual understanding or that knowledge of the spiritual things, the understanding of things hoped for but evidence not seen, they see the same thing and they see more. They see the integrity and the honour and they respect it, and they honour it, and they go, that's true, that's good. And then that's obviously the example of that is, you know, um, Christ says to Pilate, I came to, to bear witness of the truth, and, and um, Pilate says, what is truth? He doesn't get it. Yeah. He doesn't understand. He's a man of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, now take us through something here. <clears throat> we, we see what's going on here, 
you're one who is you obviously hold to these things. Um, you've got all these little tyrants, the Gestapo, as you called them, or uh, these aren't even the brown shirts. These are the, this is the Gestapo. And we've seen their reactions to the people simply coming together in Australia just to protest. And you guys have that built into your constitution too, don't you? The where the people had the freedom to address, you know, government for redress of grievances kind of thing. It's very similar to, to what we have here in the United States, right? Very similar. We have we have an enshrined right to protest, to assemble, to um together. And they're um they've found a, a loophole around it. Well basically what's happening now is just lawlessness, you know. So I think of that second Thessalonians chapter two. You know, I think about that. You know, and those that don't love the truth gets um, that they could be saved. For that reason, God sends them a strong delusion that yep. they believe a lie. All right. these people believing a lie, but it's complete lawlessness because the law we, we have like a privacy act and privacy rights. We have we have a right to assemble, a right to protest. But then they say, oh, in the interest of public safety, you know, you you can't do that. We're not going to let you do that. But there's no um, there's no legal provision or lawful provision that that allows them to do that they just do it anyway and and it, it seems that there's no way to make them accountable um there's no there's no body corporate there's no there's no organizational body that's going to that's going to actually um authoritative body that's going to take them to task for breaking the law so it's up to the people now but we've you know and as the people have been growing in numbers um, and been protesting and setting up for their rights. They've been shot with rubber bullets. They've been um, arrested and put in jail like I was, and a number of us have been. Actually, my friend who's a pastor over here, he got put in jail for 17 days for opening his church up. Um, you know, another friend of mine, Monica Smith, she's just been put in jail for, um, and she was given bail conditions that compelled her to, to shut down her political party and also her um, her platform called Reignite Democracy. So this is all happening um, at the moment. It's complete lawlessness. We've even got a recording of the police where the police are, are conspiring because a friend of mine was arrested too and he was, um, they took his cameras off him and they put him in the evidence room and, and two of the police officers are in the evidence room talking and they didn't realise that the camera was still running and they're talking about how they're going to imp- impose bail conditions so that when this particular friend goes goes um, to the protest again, they'll just arrest him for breaching his bail. And then they start discussing what what um, charges they can charge him with. And then they say, well, why don't we just top up a bunch of charges? They'll get thrown out in the court, but that's okay. We'll just ch- we, we can still put the bail on him. Um, and that stops him from being able to um, exercise his right. This is their mechanism for shutting down political dissonance. And that seems to be the greatest crime in the in the state of Victoria at this at this time. It's to um, it's to dissent against the government. Okay, so like on your on your um, YouTube channel, I want to show people your YouTube channel. It's John Eight on YouTube, and um, <clears throat> you've got the image here of what appears to be artist rendition of David versus Goliath, and that seems to be Nick what what you guys are facing. Um, what Many countries, even the United States, we're facing that kind of thing, it, and it's because of the mindset of the people. Bradley, who does the afternoon show, uh, you know, he's often said, "How can 330 million people be ruled over?" And in, in America, we don't have rulers, we don't have leaders, we have representatives. 
How can we let one point whatever percent of the population dictate to the rest of us, 300, almost 30 million people? How can we just sit back and let that happen? Well, I think you put your finger on it is the people are have been largely afraid because they have no confidence to go out as David did. You know, David, here's he's a little shepherd boy, and I have this picture in my mind. I'm sure he's probably fit. He probably doesn't he probably has zero body fat. <laughs> and he's watching after sheep. He's he's beat a lion, he's beat a bear, and he comes up to deliver some food to his brothers, and all he sees is the armies of Israel. This is this is God's people, cowering in fear before one guy. Now, he's a big guy, but they're cowering in fear, and David's like, you know, he reminds me of uh, one of the guys what was in a cartoon or something when I was a kid. He says, led me at him, led me at him, you know. Um, and so the king's wanting to put his armor on him. He's wanting to do all this stuff, the fleshly part. This is, again, uh, alluding to what you were saying before, this fleshly part that you've got to have all this stuff. And David's like, I can't even move in this stuff. Goes and grabs a couple of stones, gets his trusty sling out there goes to the giant and says, you know, who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine, to defy the armies of God, to shoot your, I'm going to paraphrase here, to shoot your mouth off at the people of God. I This day, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to cut your head off and feed your carcass to the birds. Now, that's some serious courage coming from a young boy who's not part of the military, he's not part of the army there, or anything like that. And what happens? He trusts, he has total confidence that his daddy... God is going to drive the stone or stones. He doesn't know at the time which one's going to do it. He's going to drive those and defeat his enemy because he's willing to stand up. I mean, God didn't just strike Goliath dead. He used means. And I think sometimes some people think, oh, if we just pray enough. We just, and I do believe we ought to pray. Don't get me wrong. Jesus said that we should do so. But there comes a time where we got to put boots on the ground. We got to put it, in, as the old preacher said, in shoe leather, and we got to go be the means that God uses to do this. It looks to me like, Nick, God is using people like you. He's using people like Phanos. He's using other people, the people that you mentioned who've went to jail, to, to stand against the enemy. And whether, you know, they go to jail or whether they remain free, that's up to God. But he uses the means of ordinary men, just like you and me. To stand against the enemy, I've quoted this several times, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says the Lord will raise up a standard against it. And that's happening there. Are you seeing Are you seeing some positive results from that? You made mention of a couple of, of police officers got what you were saying. Maybe you won some of them. I don't know. What do you see in the minds of the people there in Australia? And what do you see in the minds of some of these police officers? Maybe if you have a second confrontation with them, are you seeing that they're, that some of it's getting through to them? Or are they just hardened to what, what you're giving them? Well, many are getting hardened hardened to it, you know. But like you, like you said, you know, faith, if it has not works, is dead, right? If you can't, if you don't do something um, to prove your faith, you know, you can say you got faith, but until you, you action it, when you're in a situation, you can say, I believe the truth. And then you get, you get put in a situation where you, you might be in, in, you might go to jail for, for the truth. Well, that's when we see your faith. All right, well, I'll go to jail then. You know, that's just, that's just how it is. We're getting put in a situation where that is happening and it's happening to many of, of the good people. I think, I think we're, what we're seeing is the separation of the wheat and the tares. I really believe that now we're seeing the, the sheep and the goats. We're seeing the separation between those that, have a love for the truth and those that are 
standard, a strong delusion to believe the lie. That's right. And a delusion just means to believe something that, um, you know, even though the facts prove otherwise. And we, we have that. I mean, the, the writing's been on the wall for a while. There's been enough information, enough time for us to know that this whole thing's a lie. That they're, that they're perpetuating over us. So, you know, for people to still go along with it means the truth isn't in them. And who and who is the truth? The Lord Jesus. Jesus. Is the truth and the life. So if you don't love the truth, you don't love Jesus. If you don't even know Jesus, right, his character, but you know, but you, you know this is true and I'm going to do that, then God's speaking to you. You know, you're still hearing that Amen. voice. Amen. You might, and you're not, you might not be conscious of it. And you might be a Muslim. You might be something else. But if you're listening to this voice, you know, and you're standing up for the truth, he is the truth. Um, and, and those that are not against us are on our part. And that's we right. need to realize that. And that's how we, we become we become peacemakers as opposed to peacekeepers. We, we make peace with people we, because we have, we have 90 plus percent in common, our people that, that, that love the truth. So we should be focused on that 90% as opposed to that 10% that we maybe we differ in. And we have, a, we have a big solid common ground. Um, but obviously there's a huge division. It's, I mean, it's a great, it's, it's a, it's a civil war that we're in worldwide where people, houses and people's homes are divided. Family members are divided against other family members on this issue. And it's a, it's, it's a, an issue that, that stems right to the very core of people. People will, will potentially, um, you know, commit, you know, call the police on you or gladly see you go to jail or be injected with a, with, with some sort of injection that has something in it that we don't even, that might potentially kill you on this issue. So it's, it's definitely a time where we're seeing people being divided into two, into two distinct groups. And it's, it's like there's the veil has been lifted over many of the people's minds that I believe are very evil and they're and they're perpetuating that evil. It's like they've been told now you can you can be evil, and people are going, "Yep, I'm going to call the police on you, on my neighbours. I'm going to um, you know, I'm going to fight against you. I'm going to call you names. I'm going to persecute you." And they're doing that. We're seeing a huge amount of of persecution over this issue here, um, and and it, it didn't really start like that. It's built up over time, but then our our ranks have have increased as well. So we've got a lot of people that are aware of um of what's going on and i really believe that what's happening is they're there god is letting this happen he's in control of it and you know those we don't need to fear anything we don't need to worry he says not be be not troubled he actually says um he says you know we'll be um delivered up to the authorities that's right i think um you know as a as a witness against them as a witness against them yep. right so so when we are delivered up, it's it's actually to be a witness to them that conflicts them. Our because we become the living, the actual living testimony. That's right. You know, it's a living affidavit. It's a, it's real. It's true, and that's a witness against them. It's going to convict them eventually because justice will will eventually happen. Uh, and we just got to realize where there's a bigger thing happening. We're just a smaller part of of the greater whole. And if you the higher we are on the mountain, the higher we're going to see. Um, the bigger picture we're going to be able to see. And a lot of these people, they're, they're brought down low, and that's where I have a bit of compassion for them because I know they can't see clearly um, and they're making these decisions based on, on the, the information they have. But like like it says in Hosha chapter 4, verse 6, I think it is, where it says, you know, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge that's or right. ignorance. 
And that's specifically and the, on the law that when, when Hosea references that he's talking about the law of God, right? They're ignorant of it. And, and, and then we see that, that, and I always say the, the ignorant are the most dangerous because they're the ones that would, that would shoot somebody if they're told to do so. You know, I was told by the authorities to, to shoot you, you know. Uh, we see it in the military, uh, there's people that do that. And I think that because of that, there's a lot of people that are, a lot of, um, you know, people that have, um, you know, committed suicide because they've committed, you know, actions that, that are against their conscience and they probably can't get past it. But the, these, these um, you know, governments have, have compelled them to do that. I actually had a friend, he's a bit of a hero, and he was in, he, he was in Iraq and they were in a convoy and they, um, they got, um, they, they, I think the, what happened was there were landmines and, and it blocked their convoy and they ran to the other side of the embankment and they were being sh- shot at. And he just looked at his friend, his, his other soldier, and they just ran to get this this um, Iraqi girl out of this car. And they went against orders. He actually he, he got in a lot of trouble for doing that. But you know, he says now, you know, he's he doesn't regret it at all. He saved this girl's life. Now, if he Amen. had have followed the orders, he may have been one of those people that commit suicide, knowing that he could have saved someone, but he didn't. Yeah, you know, we're we're being we're being. Um, they're creating controversies to get people to to go against their own conscience and just to give their, their soul away. The conscience is what we're meant to follow. That's the light of God that's within us. We don't want to dimmer that. We want to brighten it. But there's a controversy against the light. Yeah. Nick, there, you know, that re- what you just said reminds me of what, uh, you know, the reformer Martin Luther said. He says to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. Why? But the Bible warns over and over that a man can sear his conscience. No more is he going to hear the Spirit of God pricking his yeah. conscience, telling him what you're doing is wrong. You know what's right, but what you're doing is wrong. And, you know, some people have said, well, some people don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand. The Bible also, the Apostle Paul writes, I think it's in Second Corinthians, he talks about the carnal man cannot understand. He cannot comprehend not to the point where he actually does something about it. He can probably give you, oh, Jesus died on the cross for sinners, and he he was buried, and he rose again, and blah, 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 blah. But it has no impact on his life. It's like the guy going down the road, and he sees a car coming in his lane. Well, does the guy have, he says, that car is going to hit me. Well, if he has real faith that he's that the car is going to hit him, what's he going to do? Well, he's going to get off on, you know, he's going to get off on the side of the road and let that car pass and him be safe, or he's going to say, that car is going to hit me and just keep doing what he's doing and, and and run into the car. Which one has faith? The guy who actually acted according to his knowledge or the guy who just kept on doing what he's doing and goes into destruction? That's part of the thing. I, let me play this video. Now, this has been going viral here in the United States. I don't know about Australia, but I'm, I'm sure wherever it goes one, it usually goes the other. This is, I, I call the, this is a little army butch. Um, she's talking about the very things you're talking about where, and, and this is a, a shortened rendition of it. There's a, it's a couple of minutes, but guys, I'm going to tell you, even though she's addressing the lady, she comes to the same conclusion. I'm going to follow whatever I'm told. I'm going to, I'm going to obey the law. I'm going to obey the orders I'm, I'm told to, to give whether they're lawful or whether they're not. Listen, listen to what this lady says. And I want to get your, uh, your comments on it. Whoops. This is uh whoops. States. That weapon is not just pointed at other people, other countries. It's pointed at you. If you do not get in your house when I tell you to, you become the enemy. Martial law. 
understand that if... Okay, so <clears throat> what she's saying here, Nick, is very simple. She's saying what's happening in other countries where our military is being used unconstitutionally, and I'm going to speak about ours, the United States, against other people, innocent, in many cases, innocent people. She's saying if, they, if, the, uh, if the illegitimate president who's in there now... Uh, I don't even want to say president. The illegitimate man in the People's White House who's in there now, if he tells them he's going to impose martial law, which our Constitution does not allow for, the president does not have that kind of power. I don't care who tells you that they do. If he imposes that, she's willing to go along with it. And if she tells you to get in your house, then you become the enemy. You, the citizen, who are exercising your rights on your property, uh, she's saying, well, then I'm going to turn that gun on you. Is this not the very thing that you're talking about where people have bought into the lie, they've seared their conscience, they're willing to go along with the liars who have, have their own father, the devil, John 8.44, and I, I just, do you not see the same thing? Are, are there, is this not what some of the police officers there in uh, Australia have done? I mean, it, from their actions, they seem like they've seared their conscience, they don't care what they've what they're doing to the people as long as they're able to to bring home the paycheck, provide for their family, and not get in any trouble, so to speak. you got about a minute here. They're, um, they're moral abdicators. They've allowed somebody else to enter their temple and make the decisions for them. They're not making their own decisions. They've allowed somebody else to go in there and say, this is what you're going to do, and they're just going to do it. They've chosen to not exercise. They've put their talent and they've hidden it in the earth. Okay, and you know what? They're going to lose their soul for that. They're going to be taken and given to somebody else who, right. who um, isn't a moral abdicator. I think I think it's pretty simple. These people are uh, sh- we're seeing what they are by their actions. Faith without works is dead. Their actions show they don't have faith because they don't have a knowledge of the spiritual things. They don't have a knowledge of the inner things because then they're choosing not to even exercise the light of God that's within them, which is their conscience, their decision making ability. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, Nick, let me let me do this. I couldn't pull up the John8.net, and I don't know why that was, but do you want to tell people about your YouTube channel and your other uh, thing? you got about 30 seconds here. Your other website? Yep, yep. You know, I've got John8, John8 um, YouTube, um, you know, and, I, and I've got, I do all sorts of things on there. You know, get on there, have a look. Um, I've got a website, John8.net. Um, it's, I, I don't know why it's down at the moment, you know, so there might be some issue. I'll better get it back up there. It's www.john8.net. And I also have an organisation called Australian Peacemakers, which is a um, um, we basically stand up for our rights at the rallies. Amen. Amen. Well, Nick, I, I appreciate your time. Man, you're, you're just a, a, an inspiration and an encourager. And I know if I'm sensing that here in the United States, the people that you minister to are sensing that as well. Hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you after I close out the show. Guys, don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Tomorrow, Amber Redmond. You know the chick who got the gavel and went after the school board? She'll be on 6 a.m. See ya.